Hey y'all, Amy from Christian Youth Network here and also on the Christ Teen Podcast. I am so super excited about this next path that we're going to go on together. And that is titled lovingly, Living with ADHD. Quick background, I've actually been diagnosed as an adult. However, of course, I had it as a child and it really did impact and sometimes corrupt some of the things that would have helped me be a better person, sometimes nicer, sometimes more successful in school, but all of the above. And I'll tell you right now, if you think you might struggle with ADHD or even someone you know, or you might have even been diagnosed with it, journey is going to help us see a biblical perspective on ADHD. And we're going to talk about four primary things and do it over time. The first is just defining ADHD. So many people use that term flippantly. Oh, I have ADHD, but it's actually a biological condition in the the brain. We're also going to look at what does it look like to have ADHD? What are those symptoms that we have? What are the behaviors? We're going to look at what an actual diagnosis is professionally. And most importantly, and my favorite part of all of this is looking at how we can successfully live with ADHD. So friends, I'm super excited about this. Like I'm like overwhelmingly excited. Like I need to take a chill pill, but I hope you're super excited and let's get this started. Please help me start in a prayer. Father God, I just hope and I lift this up to you now that whoever might be lost or need to hear some of the things that you've put on my heart, but also most importantly, what your word says about living with ADHD. I pray that those hearts are healed only because and through you. We ask this all in Jesus' victorious name. Amen. All right, y'all, hang on to your panties. It's time to go. Hey, guys, this is Amy from Christian Youth Network and our very popular Christ Teen podcast. Good morning, good evening, good lunch hour, wherever you are. And this is going to be our first part of the Living with ADHD podcast. So let's dig right in. The first part is simply this. What in the world is ADHD? I'm going to give you some, you know, professional things I've found, but most importantly, what the Word of God supports and says. So here it is. What is ADHD? Well, ADHD is a developmental disorder associated with an ongoing pattern of inattention, hyperactivity, and impulsivity. Symptoms of ADHD can interfere with daily activities and relationships. Uh-huh. Holla. Can totally go with that. It also begins in childhood and can continue into the teen years and even adulthood. ADHD is a neurodevelopmental disorder. It is linked to weak executive skills. Executive skills are needed to regulate emotions, behave independently, recognize the need for help, set and achieve goals, and initiate almost anything. The brain's frontal lobes are also involved in ADHD and often manifest as delays in maturity. Trust me, if you ask my husband, he'd say I'm somewhat delayed in maturity at times. So if you're ADHD seems, or if you seem like you have a lot of growing up to do or have been told that, well, that's because we actually do. So simply, we need to be patient. We will get there eventually. ADHD is one of the most common disorders of childhood. It is usually first diagnosed, but most often lasts until adulthood. Romans 7, 15 through 25 says this, I do not understand what I do. For what I want to do, I do not do, but what I hate to do. 
And if I do what I do not want to do, I agree that the law is good. As it is, it is no longer myself who do it, but it is sin living inside me. For I know that good itself does not dwell in me. That is in my sinful nature. For I do have the desire to do what is good, but I cannot carry it out. For I do not do the good I want to do, but the evil I do not want to do, this I keep on doing. Now, if I do what I do not want to do, it is no longer I who do it, but it is the sin living in me that does it. So I find this law at work, which is this. Although I want to do good, evil is right there with me. For in my inner being, I delight in God's law, but I see another law at work in me, waging war against the law of my mind and making me a prisoner of the law of sin at work within me. What a wretched man I am. Who will rescue me from this body that is subject to death? Hmm. Thanks be to God, who delivers me through Jesus Christ our Lord. So then I myself in my mind am a slave to God's law, but in my sinful nature a slave to the law of sin. Hear that again. In my mind I am a slave to God's law, but in my sinful nature, my physical nature, I am a slave to the law of sin. Friends, ADHD, as you've probably heard, is a rapidly spreading diagnosis, not just in the United States, but all over the world. Listen to this. John 10, 10, 11. The thief comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. But I, Jesus, came that they may have life and have it abundantly. I am the good shepherd, and the good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. Additionally, ADHD is considered chronic and debilitating disorder and is known to impact the individual in many, widely many aspects of their life, including academic and professional achievements, relationships, and just simple daily functioning. But take heart in what Psalm 139, 13 through 16 says, You made all the delicate inner parts of my body and knit me together in my mother's womb. Thank you for making me so wonderfully complex. Your workmanship is marvelous, how well I know it. You watched me as I was being formed in utter seclusion, as I was woven together in the dark of the womb, and you saw me before I was born, and every day of my life was recorded in your book. Every moment was laid out before a single day had passed. Friends, though many believe that this specific disorder is overdiagnosed or even misdiagnosed, they are real medical conditions that persist through one's lifetime. While it is often diagnosed in childhood, sometimes a person does not receive, such as myself, such a diagnosis until adulthood. Research has demonstrated both physical and chemical brain differences in those with ADHD. Again, take comfort in the Word of God with Romans 8, 18 through 25. I consider that our present sufferings are not worth comparing with the glory that will be revealed to us for the creation waits in eager expectation for the children of God to be revealed. For the creation was subjected to frustration, not by its choice, but by the will of the one who subjected it in hope that the creation itself will be liberated from its bondage. Hear that, liberated from its bondage to decay and brought into freedom and glory of the children of God. We know that the whole creation has been groaning as in the pains of childbirth right up to the present time. Not only so, but we ourselves, who have the first fruits of the Spirit, groan inwardly as we wait eagerly for our adoption to sonship, the redemption of our bodies. For in this hope, 
we are saved. But hope that is seen is no hope at all. Who hopes for what they already have? But if we hope for what we do not have, we wait for it patiently. Now, as we said earlier, ADHD affects the brain's what we call, or not me personally, because I'm not academic, but what psychologists and neurologists call the brain's executive function. An executive function is simply this. It is the brain's ability to prioritize and manage thoughts and actions, thus enabling a person to consider long-term consequences and guide his behavior across time effectively. Because ADHD affects this function, individuals with the condition struggle to complete tasks and often forget important things. This disorder causes difficulty in school, work, emotional regulations, relationships, and finances when not controlled. 1 Corinthians 12, 14 through 18 says this, yes, the body has many different parts, not just one part. If the foot says I am a part of the body because I am not a hand, that does not make it any less of a part of the body. And if the ear says, I am not part of the body because I am not an eye, would that make it any less part of the body? If the body were an eye, how would you hear? Or if your whole body was an ear, how would you smell anything? But our bodies have many parts and God has put each part just where he wants it. Friends, I want you to hear that having something like ADHD, it is not punishing or a punishment for something you've done in the past, but we can succeed through it through the healing power of God. And as a biological disorder, believers, we Christians, should view ADHD the way we view any medical condition, as an unfortunate consequence of sin's entry into the world. And you might have learned from our, what's all this Jesus stuff about? That before Adam and Eve rebelled against God by eating the forbidden fruit of the tree of knowledge of good and evil, there existed absolutely no illness, disease, disorder, or deformity. All of the things that cause pain and difficulty or lead to death are part of the curse that sin brought into the world. In fact, Revelation 22.3 assures that when God renews heaven and earth, when Christ our Lord and Savior returns, it says this, no longer will there be anything accursed. Additionally, in Revelation 21.4, it states, God will wipe away every tear from their eyes, and death shall be no more. Sorry, I'm getting a little emotional. Neither shall there be mourning, nor crying, nor pain anymore. For the former things have passed away. Friends, research has obviously demonstrated that there are both physical and chemical brain differences in those who have ADHD. As Christians, we should approach ADHD with complete compassion and mercy. I want you to hear that again if you are someone like me who shames ourselves for how we're different from other people, why we might not succeed or do well in school like other people do. We need to approach ourselves with compassion and mercy. In fact, John 13, 34 says, a new commandment I give you, that you love one another just as I, Jesus, have loved you, you are also to love one another. By this, all people will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. You know, biblically speaking, it is important to recognize that ADHD has spiritual implications. The Bible, in fact, speaks to many of the behavioral symptoms associated with ADHD and understanding that ADHD 
is a lifetime medical condition and knowing some of the ways the conditions can be treated will help us better equip ourselves to follow godly standards. Also, knowing that the hope of the gospel and the truth that God is transforming each of us gives us grace as we suffer with ADHD. Philippians 1.6 says, And I am certain that God who began a good work in you will continue his work until it is finally finished on the day when Christ Jesus returns. Friends, no one lives a godly life easily. However, recognizing our limitations, be they the general limitation of a sinful nature or even a medical limitation like ADHD that affects our brain or an emotional wound that affects our ability to relate. All of this helps us be more aware of our weaknesses and more attuned to the ways in which God can show himself strong in that area. Friends, 1 Corinthians 12, 14, 18 says, each time he said to me, my grace is all you need. Hear that. God's grace is all we need. His power works best in weakness. Praise the Lord. So now I am glad to boast about my weaknesses so that the power of Christ can work through me. That's why I take pleasure in my weaknesses and in the insults, hardships, persecutions, and troubles that I suffer for Christ. For when I am weak, then I am strong. If you are listening to this and you can say it out loud, then say it boldly with me. Declare the word of God over yourself. For when I am weak, what? then I am strong. Now, while there's certainly risk for teens with ADHD, as they move through adolescence and into young adulthood, many teens do go on to become protective and successful adults. Isaiah 48, 10 through 11 and 15, 17 says this, Look, I have refined you, but not as silver. I have tested you in the furnace of affliction. I will act for my own sake, indeed my own, for how can I be defiled? This is the Lord speaking. I... I have spoken. Yes, I have called him. I've brought him and he will succeed in his mission. This is what the Lord, your redeemer, the Holy One of Israel says. I am the Lord, your God, who teaches you for your benefit, who leads you in the way that you should go. All right, so we definitely had a pretty cumbersome way of looking at what ADHD is. And if you have any more questions about it, shoot me a message. But let's move in to the causes of ADHD. Scientists have not yet identified the specific causes of ADHD, and while there is a growing evidence that genetics definitely contribute to ADHD and several genes have been linked to the disorder, no specific gene or gene combination has been identified as of yet. It is important to note that relatives of individuals with ADHD are often also affected. There's evidence of anatomical differences in the brains of children with ADHD in comparison to other children without this condition. For instance, You might be able to fit yourself in here. For instance, children with ADHD have reduced gray and white brain matter volume and demonstrate different brain region activation during certain tasks. Yeah, I know that's pretty light for me. That's like, huh? But I'm just feeding it to you. Further studies indicated that the frontal lobes, which we talked about briefly before, and the cerebral firmus, sorry, I don't know what that is, of the brain are affected in ADHD. This is from, and I'm citing Tripp and Wickens in 2009. Thanks, Tripp and Wickens. So several non-genetic factors have also been linked to this disorder, such as low birth weight, premature birth, exposure to toxins during pregnancy, and extreme stress during pregnancy. But the good news is that, well, the real good news, you know, is the gospel, praise the Lord. 
But the good news is that ADHD is treatable, and with the right management, you can keep on top of your symptoms and lead completely successful lives. It is important to note that several conditions also can mimic ADHD, such as learning disorders, mood disorders like bipolarism, anxiety, substance abuse, head injuries, thyroid conditions, and use of some medications such as steroids. ADHD most often can also coexist with other mental health conditions, such as a defiant disorder or conduct disorder, anxiety disorders, depression, and learning disorders. Research does not support the popularly held views that ADHD is caused by eating too much sugar, watching too much television, parenting, or social environmental factors such as poverty or family chaos. Hear that again. Research does not support that. And of course, many things, including these, might make symptoms worse, especially in certain people. But the evidence is not strong enough to conclude that they are the main causes of ADHD. Also, I want you to hear that ADHD, a lot of people have linked to having a learning disability. But research has shown that actually, the majority of people with ADHD have a very high-functioning IQ. And in fact, it's almost necessary to have an IQ to be able to have so much sensory overload at one time. So now we've looked at what is ADHD, what causes ADHD. Let's talk about the types of ADHD. And guys, it's pretty simple. It's just three types. So types, obviously, these are depending on the types of symptoms that are strongest in the individual. So the first one is what they call inattentive. So for inattentive, it is hard for individuals to organize or finish a task, to pay attention to details, or to follow instructions or conversations. The person is easily distracted or forgets details of daily routines. It refers to challenges with staying on task, focusing, and just daily organization. The second type is hyperactive impulsive. This person will fidget and talks a lot. It is hard to sit still for long, for example, for a meal or while doing homework, and the individual often feels restless and has trouble with impulsivity. Someone who is impulsive may interrupt others a lot, grab things while, excuse me, grab things from people, or speak at inappropriate times. It is hard for a person to wait their turn or to listen to directions. I'm chuckling because I am seriously writing the blueprint of my cray-cray brain right now. And I hope you're getting some affirmation if you're like, oh... Yeah, I have that. You're not alone. It's hard for a person to wait their turn. I just mentioned that. And to listen to direction. A person with impulsiveness may have more accidents and injuries than others. Hmm. Hyperactivity refers to excessive movement, such as what we've talked about briefly, fidgeting, excessive energy, not sitting still, and being way too talkative. Yes, preach. I'm talking to myself, too. Impulsivity refers to decisions or actions taken without thinking through the consequences. Hear that again. It can refer to decisions or actions taken without thinking through how it could affect ourselves or others. And then the final one is simple. It's the combined presentation. And really how people can be diagnosed with this type is that symptoms of both inattentive and hyperactive impulsive are equally present in that person. And because these symptoms can change over time, the presentation may also change over time. Now I want to talk about briefly, to round out this first section of what is ADHD, this is very important. So hang with me. Let's talk about how ADHD is stigmatized. Yes, you know it, I know it. It is stigmatized. As many health, mental health conditions, there is a lot of stigma attached to ADHD, but thankfully it is changing. Unfortunately, ADHD is a stigmatized condition 
For example, one myth is that people with ADHD are less able to do their jobs than others. Well, this just simply is not true, friends. And your teachers, parents, employers, they should all know about the realities of ADHD. In fact, Romans 14, 13 commands us, therefore, let us stop passing judgment on one another. Instead, make up your mind not to put any stumbling block or obstacle in the way of a brother or sister. And we talk about brother or sister, guys. I'm not talking about blood relatives. I'm talking about our fellow believers in Christ. Everyone in this world. It is important to note, too, that discriminating against people because of their ADHD diagnosis is absolutely 100% illegal. ADHD is a protected disability under the Rehabilitation Act of 1973 and the Americans with Disabilities Act. This means, simply, that institutions receiving federal funding cannot discriminate against those with disabilities. Individuals whose symptoms of ADHD cause impairment in school or in the work setting may also qualify for reasonable work accommodations under the ADA or the Americans with Disabilities Act. Friends, Matthew 7, 1 through 5 says this. Don't judge others. Do not judge others and you will not be judged by God for you will be treated as you treat others. Yeah, friends, you heard that? That came from the Bible. Mm-hmm. The standard you use in judging is the standard by which you will be judged. Ouch. And why worry about a speck in your friend's eye when you have a complete log in your own eye? Woo. I need a convicting button. This is good stuff. How can you think of saying to your friend, let me help you get that speck out of your eye when you can't see past the log in your own eye? Hypocrite. Oh yeah, the Bible says it. It calls it out. Hypocrite. First, get rid of the log in your own eye. Then you will see well enough to deal with the speck in your friend's eye. All right, we just rounded up. What is ADHD? We all move into the next part, which is... Really, what does ADHD look like?